Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. Today, I'm going to be talking about relationally vulnerable. That's what we're talking about today. Relationally vulnerable. Vulnerability is something that's been so huge in my life in the past, uh, I'd say, really a year. And I've had, I've, sometimes I've had a hard time putting uh, good language to it. Because I'm just telling people, you know, just be vulnerable. Be, you know, just do it. Just do it. It's good for you. It's good for your health. But I needed some language to it. And then when, when Caleb told me that I was going to be preaching today, I've been asking God. I was like, I need a better way to articulate, a better way to to help people understand vulnerability. And I wasn't getting a lot past just do it. And I'm going to tell you on a slight rabbit trail here, but this is really why I, I feel that this is from God today. Um, so as an early birthday present, I've, uh, you know, my wife, she, she bought me a gift. She bought me some AirPods for, for an early birthday present. And mostly because... I was complaining so much about not having them and crying to her. And out of frustration, I called her. I said, I'm, I can't take this anymore. Something happened with my headphones. I think it got caught in my door, whatever. And one thing they did not tell me about becoming a pastor and starting a church is how much time you spend on the phone. How much time you spend on the phone talking, planning, doing other things. And so I was like, I, I, need, I want AirPods. And she's like, we can't afford that right now. And so I said, I don't care. I'm going to go get AirPods. And I hung up. I did not get AirPods. I went straight home. And I was just kind of pouting about it. And she went to go pick up Mia. And she comes back home. She's like, I got something for you. And she pulls out the AirPods. She was like, I would have been so mad if out of your crybaby frustration, you went and bought these AirPods. I've been waiting. My birthday, uh, April 20, just putting it out there. Uh, So she got them for me early. And... I went to the gym, and normally when I'm on the treadmill, I watch TV because anything that will numb my mind from the running and going nowhere, <laughs> running in place. And so I'm, I, I always watch TV, so I have to bring headphones that plug in. And I'm like, man, I, I got these brand new AirPods, and I really want to use them. Like, this is one reason why I got them for the gym. So I put them in. It, it doesn't connect to the TV, so I'm like, all right. It's early. My brain's not even really up yet, but I guess I'll learn something. So I went to a, a Chris Volatin podcast. Uh, actually, truth be told, I was going to listen to Scott's message from last week because uh, I'm like, you know, that's, I should do that, you know, be a part of the church and, you know, make sure I remember what he did. And, uh, and I just, nothing against Scott because he's absolutely amazing, but I was like, I'm going to listen to Chris Volatin right now. And I put it in, and Chris Volatin starts talking about this lady, uh, I think I'm saying her name right, Brene Brown. I don't know if anybody, yeah, I've never heard of her. Truth be told, he was talking about a TED Talk. I don't even really know what a TED Talk is. And so I learned a lot in this podcast. And her, her TED Talk was Power of Vulnerability and how she's done this 10-year study on vulnerability, put her into therapy when she really found out what vulnerability was and she had to stop for a year and talk to a therapist and just all this stuff. But I'm literally having to sit on the weight bench and just stop and taking notes on my phone 
because God just started giving me language for this. So I may not stop all the time because I do want to give credit where credit is due. I may not stop all the time and say, this is from Chris Valentin, this is from Brene Brown, but just know that there is a lot in my notes that is from them, uh, and it is absolutely amazing. I would recommend either one of them uh, to listen to. Uh, well, definitely this one, uh, The Power of Vulnerability. I don't really know much else about Brene Brown. Uh, so listen to either one of those. They inspired me a lot. Chris Valton inspires a lot of my messages and things that I talk about. Uh, and then, you know, I put my own little, little flavor, put some tapatio on it, and, you know, call it good. So one thing about vulnerability, to me, vulnerability, it, it opens the door for healing. It really opens the door for true wholeness and healing. Chris, Chris Valton, you know, he says it, and I actually think he got it from Brene Brown. Uh, so this will be the third person putting it out there, is, you know, authenticity leads to confession, which leads to wholeness. And to me, authenticity and vulnerability is so, so closely together. Not exactly the same thing, but they're so, I mean, it's hard to be one without the other. And I've noticed in my walk over the last year with vulnerability and helping build relationships with it, of just how vitally important it is for the body and for us to to move on, for us to get past a lot of our old junk, old habits, old things, and just deal with these emotions, feelings, fears, things that have come in. But if we're not authentic, if we're not real, we're just going to keep doing the same cycle. You guys will be here for a couple months, and you're going to find out something that you don't like about here that you don't want to talk to anybody about, and then you're going to go to the next church, and it's going to be great and revelatory, and God led you there. And then you're going to see something that you didn't like or something in your, in your life is going to happen and nobody talked to you about it. But you don't want to be vulnerable and you don't, you don't want to talk to anybody about it. So then I'll just move on to the next place where I can start off fresh. That, the inability to be vulnerable is hurting you first and foremost, but it is definitely hurting the body. It is definitely hurting the body at large in Tampa Bay. One thing that I do is I have a, a leadership network that actually me and Caleb and a couple other my friends started. And the whole point of it is just building relationship. Building relationship amongst the leaders in Tampa Bay. And it's taken me a while to get them to understand the point of the meeting because they want to do something, which is not, not necessarily a bad thing, but they're like, why are we here? I said, well, it says it right in our core, you know, it's to build relationship amongst the generations that are in leadership here in Tampa Bay, have a healthy foundation. I see, the, I see our, and when I say generation, to me, it's not necessarily a number, not like my daughter's generation. Like, I see all of us here as a spiritual generation that we're, we're helping build a foundation for the next move that's going to, because they're just going to keep going and going and getting better and better. So we are, we're all together as one. But trying to get that concept across to people it's extremely hard to say, you are just coming here to build relationship. To do that properly, you have to be authentic. To do that properly, you have to, you have to be a little vulnerable. You have to let people know really who you are or else it's just, you know, if, if, I, if I order a pizza and keep it in the box, I don't have a very good relationship with how that pizza tastes if I'm just looking at the box. I know it's a pizza. I know something's in there. 
I paid for it, but if I just keep it in the box, I don't ever get the fullness of that relationship between me and that pizza. I don't get the fullness of what was paid for that. Uh, somebody got it. All right, there you go. <laughs> Being relationally vulnerable is so important to you maturing, to you growing, not just as a believer, but as a friend, as a father, as a mother. It's, it's without vulnerability, without love. I mean, we have, what else is there? So a couple of things I want to go over is, so what hinders or stops vulnerability? I, I, I do want to try and give some practical nuggets, Jimmy thoughts. I, I'll just call them Jimmy thoughts because they're in my head and they might make sense to me and not you, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, one of the things that hinders or stops vulnerability that I really believe is shame. Shame, shame will stop you from... Maybe you, maybe you reached out once. Maybe you reached out to a counselor. Maybe you reached out to a pastor, to a friend, to a brother. And it hurt you. And it was used against you. Or maybe you had to reach out about something that you did that was wrong. Shame will stop you so many times from doing it again. God gave me this picture. Shame is what caused Adam and Eve to cover themselves. They were perfect. They were perfect. Genesis 2.25, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And one chapter later, they're hiding from the creator, and they've put fig leaves. They've covered themselves up. Total side note, and somebody that, you know, maybe can study this out better. I'm like, all right, so it says they covered themselves with fig leaves. And then later on, I remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree, I'm like, I wonder if he was just still mad at figs <laughs> from being the first thing that covered up his perfect creation. I don't know. It, Jimmy thought. That's just a Jimmy thought. It's just a Jimmy thought. Shame caused them to hide. Shame caused them to run. And they were walking with God. God was in the midst of them. And because of something that they did, they lost their vulnerability. They hid from him. How many times I've, I've done it. I've had, I've had many things in my lifetime that have caused me to hide from my parents, from my wife, from my friends. Because I'm like, if they knew that about me, they would think differently. If they knew who I really am, they wouldn't want me around anymore. First of all, that's not who you really are. If, if there is something you have done is causing you fear, especially fear of other people that you know love you. Now get a good gauge of people that I know my team here. I know the ones that are, are here at the resting place. Man, they love me. I've never felt so encouraged to preach something that I felt so not ready for today. I just getting word after word, encouragement, text message, like I, I was amped up. I could have nothing on this page, and y'all are going to get something because they, 
It was a good pep talk. But there was past shames. There was past things in me. I literally wrote down, (laughs) I am not, by most church standards, I am not qualified to be giving you this word right now. By most Christian standards, I do not know enough of the Bible to be preaching this to you right now. But I am. And it's going to be awesome. And somebody here needs to hear it. Shame wanted to keep me from doing this. But that's not who I am. That is not my identity. Shame is going to stop you. Maybe you're supposed to be speaking. Maybe you're supposed to be stepping out into that path of ministry and not just from a microphone. Maybe it's at your job. Oh, but they've seen me. I've had, I've had that many times. God, I know you're telling me to do this. I know you're telling me to pray for this person. We're talking about vulnerability right now, right? I know I'm supposed to pray for this person, but, man, they saw me cuss my boss out a week ago. So, see, but that wasn't me. That was anger. That was probably fear. Treating somebody a way I shouldn't be treating them. But now I've taken that as my identity. You're like, well, they, they think that's who I am, so I can't be this person that God's telling me to be right now. Shame and fear will always stop you from your actual identity of what God's called you to do. And it'll use your fake identity against you. It will use your fake identity to stop you dead in your tracks and say, you can't do it because you were that person. Wrong. Not you. It is not you. Fear, there, there is no... Fear and shame in God. There is none. My notes are going everywhere right now. Dang. So, and then, so shame and fear. Those are my two main ones. That, that is, those are the two main things that I can think of. I'm sure there's many others, but a lot of it will get wrapped up into shame and fear. One thing that I say, you know, I say this in my youth group. All the time, man, come on, Holy Spirit, I'm going to test my faith right now. Where's my G220 youth? Is somebody here? Julie, Caleb, come on, man. You've been with me long enough, Caleb. What do I say? I say all the time, all the time at G220, if you can't say it about yourself, if you can't say it about Jesus, you can't say it about yourself. That doesn't sound like fear to me. Fear will get you right up to that point. And that, I tell my youth all the time, I say, this is how you check yourself. When you start thinking of yourself a certain way, when you start seeing yourself as ugly, stupid, what, whatever is going on in your life right now, you ask yourself, I had one kid that said, I, I think I'm annoying. I said, is Jesus annoying? No, then you're not annoying. You might be acting that way right now, but that's not who you are. That's not your identity. Fear and shame. I'm sure somebody told him at some point in his life that he was annoying. People used to tell me all the time when I was little that I was annoying. And I could easily have carried that over into my life, into my job, into my family, into my marriage. That fear, that shame of that's who I am. That's who my, my uncles, who my father told me I was. That's not me. If you can't say it about Jesus, you can't say it about yourself. It's just a lie. 
It's just a lie. Selfishness. I guess I had more than those two. Selfishness is also something that stops vulnerability. What do I have to gain from letting you in? What do I have to gain from showing you what's really going on on the inside of me? See, there's, to me, there's two types of vulnerability. The type of vulnerability that's for your healing and then the vulnerability that's for the healing of others. I'm going to be open so that way you can get some freedom. And it might not start out that way, but I can tell you from personal experience that I've seen it over and over again with perfect strangers. I'm like, why am I saying all this? Do I just like to talk about myself? I don't know. Sometimes I do. But where I've let them into something in my life and I've seen their guard just go down. Like, I've gone through that same thing. I've, been, I've actually been dealing with that. And it might not even be something they're familiar with. It's just the simple fact that somebody cared enough to be real, to look a little silly, to let them into something personal. I said, man, if they're letting me into their life. Does that not feel safe when somebody lets you in to their life? You get invited over to somebody's house and they just keep you in the doorway. Do you, I mean, do you feel very welcome? No. When you come over and they invite you in, you sit on your couch and, oh, we're just about ready to have dinner. Do you want to stay? Are you hungry? Do you want to eat? Do you need anything? You feel welcomed. You feel like, man, I'm, I'm part of the family. And that's really what this is. This is all family. Every single person you meet, they're family whether they know it or not. They're family whether you like it or not. There's some of my family that I don't know I like, but I love them. The vulnerability that, that, that leads to your healing that leads to your wholeness, you just got to jump sometimes. You just, you got to believe that he's going to catch you. Because it may not be anything about the person on the other side of you. You might be analyzing them up and down. Are you a safe person? Are you going to tell anybody? Are you going to put this on Facebook and tweet it five seconds after I tell you? I'm live tweeting this conversation right now. They might be. But if you're walking and you're feeling like, I need to get this off my chest, I'm such an advocate, man. I'm, there's a lot of times in my life, it's better out than in. I'm like, hey, I'm going to let this out because it's going to get into the atmosphere where I believe God is everywhere around me. And if those words are stupid and don't make sense, then he'll do something with them. And so many times I've had thoughts rolling around in my mind, really assumptions. 90% of the time, it's an assumption of what somebody thinks about me an assumption of what, uh, why they made that decision, an assumption of why they didn't talk to me. And you get all these things rolling around in your head, all these lies rolling around. You know, and at that point, you're thoughts, because you don't even know if it's a lie or not yet. You're assuming that it is. Maybe it's true. 
I bet vulnerability would help with that too. You could get it out and talk to that person and say, what do you mean by this? Maybe they didn't mean to offend you. Maybe they didn't mean to hurt you. They've got a completely different lens in their life than what you do. A completely different way that's, that they've operated how their family works. Me and Gigi had, early on in our marriage, we, we had people all the time asking if we were okay. Right? Women asking her, do you feel safe to go home? And we were like, yes, he's my husband. Because of how we joked with each other. Our sarcasm and joking was not comfortable for some people. And if it would happen in their marriage, they would have some serious issues. Me and Gigi, we just, that's just how we connected. That's just how we played around with each other. Every once in a while, the, yeah, you know, she hurts my feelings. It goes too far, yes. <laughs> She's made it very clear that I have a lot better time. I can dish it out a lot better than I can take it. I know that now. And I tell her, I said, well, you're married to me. That's just how it goes. You got to be the adult today. No, I'm just kidding. Vulnerability that leads to others' healing, to the healing of others, though. That one was not so easy. Because that brings it back to what do I have to gain from this? What do I have to gain from opening myself up? Authenticity is the ability to let go of who you think you are so you can be fully who God says you are. Authenticity is the ability to let go of who you think you are so you can be fully who God says you are. If you, what stops I think a lot of people, especially people in ministry or in a place of authority or even, you know, and that's not just a ministry, you know, a husband with a wife, a, a, a wife, you know, a mother with her daughter, an older brother and a younger brother. Like just that, no, I'm, I can't come, I can't come down to that level. I can't get, you know, vulnerability, a lot of times we think vulnerability should just go up. I'm, I'm the authority here, so you can be vulnerable with me, but then I'm going to find somebody above me to be vulnerable with. I'm going to say, in my experience, that's crap. If God has given you the same spirit that he's given me, then I can be vulnerable with any single one of you right now, regardless of your age, gender, status, job, wealth. He's given you spirit without measure, just like he gave me. And so I do not have to wait for somebody above me, somebody seasoned. Because like I said, sometimes that ain't even, it ain't even about the other person. It, you know, what side of the coin are you on? It might start out as healing for yourself. But then it might, it might grow into, man, because you were, now I can be open. 
And you can, you can apply this to any level of vulnerability. Obviously, first with God. Are you vulnerable with God? To me, that, just, that one seems kind of dumb because I'm like, he already knows. He already knows that you're lying to yourself. Can you be vulnerable with him? Can you just let everything out? Say, God, here I am, naked and not ashamed. Can, I, can, I, can you take all of this and you know, he'll give you back what's truth. He'll keep what is lies because he doesn't want you to have that because it's not you. It's not what he gave you. Then with your spouse or someone close to you. Can you be vulnerable there? I used to tell people, they would ask, me and Gigi, we've been married uh, since we were 18, 18 and 19. This year will be 17 years. Is my time done? Is that what it is? We've been married almost 17 years, and early on, people used to ask me, I was like, what's, you know, how are you guys together? How are you guys doing this? Like, how did you make it? How have you made it this long? And I tell people all the time, blunt honesty. There's nothing. Even if I know that at face value it's going to hurt her feelings, whether it's something about what she's wearing, her hair, or deep personal issues, things that, you know, marriage-wise, anything. Nothing is off limits because if I start keeping things from her, shame will start to build up. Fear will start to build up. Don't keep anything from God. And in my opinion, I'm like, there's, our marriage has made it through everything. And I really believe it's because we don't keep anything from each other. Even if I know it might get me in trouble. I would rather do that and know that I'm going to make it through with the one that God has intended for me and we'll be stronger after that. Which in true vulnerability, I really believe that is, that's just how it goes. You will, you will be stronger after that. And this one's hard for some people. Can you be vulnerable with a total stranger? Can you walk up to somebody at Walmart? Now, I know we, like, we do it a lot, and we'll take our phones out because we'll pray, and they get healed, and then we post on Facebook, and that's fine. But can you go up to them, and when a cashier asks you how you're doing, she doesn't really want to know how you're doing. She doesn't, she's, not, she's not wanting vulnerability at that time. Most of them are not. There's been some cashiers that have regretted asking me that question. But I get healing from it. I get so much healing from my vulnerability. And then you know what? They feel like a real person. They, they, feel, they feel welcomed. They feel like there's, there should be and is something different about every single one of you here. That light, that spark on the inside of you. That true identity that is just ready and bursting out at every moment. Why would we not share that? Why would we not be vulnerable with that? And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. 
doesn't have to, vulnerability doesn't have to be some serious issue you're having in your marriage or some, some negative thing in your life. Sometimes, I'm, I'd, sometimes I just tell them how great my day is going and why it is because of how awesome church was today or that I got to preach today and it was really well received and everybody thought it was the best sermon they ever heard. And I tell them how excited I am about that, but they, they let me. <laughs> they let. <laughs> I'm letting them in. What Jesus did on the cross, to me, that is, that's the perfect picture of vulnerability. Vulnerability that you have nothing to gain from. He didn't do it for him. He did it for you. He did it for the ones around him beating him, for the ones spitting on him, for the ones that were nailing him to the cross. Look like a worm, not a man. For you. That, and, and I mean, to have that, knowing that it would be written down and spoken about and movies being made of it. I mean, the most vulnerable thing that could ever happen, stripped, beaten, mocked, for your gain. When the Holy Spirit gave me that picture, it just gave me such a whole new meaning to being Christ-like. You know, before when I would say, you know, we talk about being Christ-like and healings and miracles and all the amazing things. What about, man, this amazing time of vulnerability that he did that was for somebody else? What about the time when he laid it all out there to say, I'm doing this because I love you so much. I'm doing this to bring you into right relationship with the Father. I'm doing this so you don't have to struggle anymore. That's the vulnerability that I need from you guys. That's the vulnerability that he needs from you. That's what he modeled. Not a sacrifice. Just, he, already, he paid for it. Now he just needs you to be the facilitator. And you think you don't have anything to gain from it. And maybe at that moment, that person walks away angry. How long has it taken people to understand the value of the vulnerability on the cross? It might not be instantaneous for you, but I'm telling you, especially in the body amongst believers, we need, we need more of this. We need more people willing to be naked and not ashamed and just saying, I'm here for you. Now, I can say, I'm here for you. Tell me, tell me all about yourself. Sometimes that works. But vulnerability says, I'm here for you. Let me tell you about myself so that way you can feel comfortable and see the God in me so that way we can see the God in you. Let them see the God in you. Let them see the vulnerability of the cross in you so that way you can be that for them.
Vulnerability is the birthplace of joy, creativity, belonging, and love. Vulnerability is the birthplace of joy, creativity, belonging, and love. That sounds like the cross to me. That sounds like something that we should be doing for others. That sounds, that sounds like something that you should be doing for yourself. I want everybody to just close their eyes right now. Restoration team, if you can come up. Father God, I pray right now, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that vulnerability is being released in this place right now. I thank you, Father, that the fear and the shame and even the selfishness that may have kept us from opening up. I pray that it be smashed right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that we would no longer be afraid of being open. That we would no longer be afraid of relationships. Father God, that the same way that you ask us to come and sit at your table, that we would be an extension of that. That we would be facilitators of vulnerability. Facilitators of authenticity. Facilitators of love and peace, Father God. I thank you that right now, Father God, from this place that we are going to see such an impact in our marriages, in our families, in our workplaces. Father God, there is not a place in our life that vulnerability cannot touch where it is not useful. It is, it is the key to unlocking happiness and joy. And Father God, I pray right now that at whatever level it needs to be, even if it's starting just at square one, vulnerability with our Father, vulnerability with our God, that right now here today that we would start that, that right now here today we would see the value of vulnerability. So I thank you, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity. And I just wipe, I just feel, I just wipe fear right now from every mind. I just wipe fear right now in the name of Jesus from every mind that says that I can't do this. Fear gone in Jesus' name. So 
I thank you, Father. And with this, I just ask everybody. I know we've you know, done the restoration team twice today, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> so we're going to put some music on. I ask right now, if you need that push, I can promise you that this team right here, oh, you can be vulnerable with them. This is a safe place to be vulnerable because it's going to lead to your wholeness. It's going to lead to your healing. I promise you. I promise you. So, Father God, with that, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you right now for everything that was done today, from the worship to the prayer to the word, from the CEC, Father God, every aspect. I thank you for this place of rest. And that as we go out, Father God, that right now, God, we just see new levels of vulnerability throughout Tampa Bay and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out theRestingPlaceTampa.com.